0: welcome to the second episode of the SBK Daily Cheltenham Festival Preview Podcast. My name is Tom Collins and I'm again joined by SBK betting podcast regular Ross Miller. Ross was seven races down, yesterday went by in a flash. It was a stressful day in SBK Towers, but I really enjoyed the racing. Did you enjoy the first day at Cheltenham and how did you get on
1: more crucially? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was great to hear that Cheltenham roar before the Supreme, wasn't it? And it it did look like a raucous crowd that were were glad to be back. Uh, Really enjoyed the racing statler at the end was a was a nice result a couple of anti-post each way through the day have sort of kept me in there swinging but we've hit the crossbar a few too many times but three days left yet tc so it's a a marathon not a sprint
0: yeah exactly it was a similar case to me Um, a few big price each way places um hms seahorse in the boodles ran a great race Al power in the Ultima ran a great race as well and i thought mrs milner specifically in the mayor's hurdle was extremely unlucky she was hampered at the final hurdle Um, As before they turned in, uh, she finished her race off really well in the mayor's hurdle. Statler was the star of the show for both of us, um, a winning nap together, gets the hoodoo off our back. I thought he was fantastic in the national hunt chase. He could dominate that division for years to come. Talking of horses that are dominating the division, Honeysuckle, she's the main horse that we need to talk about here. A second consecutive champion hurdle for Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead. I thought she was excellent. Appreciate it, maybe didn't run his race off a long layoff, but she took up the running turning for home and never looked back. What did you think, Ross?
1: Yeah, I thought she was absolutely superb. Um, I don't think she had it all her own way. She was sort of trapped quite wide down the back by Jack Kennedy on Xana here. So Rachel had to sort of take her back a little bit at the top of the hill and, and, and come in. Um, but yeah, she was by some way the best. And I think the form looks rock solid because Epitant has certainly come forward from last year. Um, so she is undoubtedly the queen of the division and, and 15 from 15 at whatever level you're competing at is is a phenomenal effort
0: yeah 100 we should talk about her in the same breath as the likes of Frankel um, as you say it's phenomenal to win that many consecutive races she's unbeaten in her career it'll be interesting to see how long that winning streak can can go on for maybe it goes 17 18 19 wins and then she would really will be talk uh, talked about as the great in the uh, in the jumps racing sphere She won yesterday. Another horse that won yesterday was Constitution Hill in the Supreme. He actually recorded a time six seconds quicker than Honeysuckle in the champion hurdle. It was a phenomenal effort. Yes, they went a great pace early in the the Supreme. And that clearly suited him um, and led to the, the time being really fast. Now, these two horses, Honeysuckle and Constitution Hill, could take each other on at Punchestown. It would be one of the best races of the season, undoubtedly. And this is next month, of course. If they were to take each other on, who do you think would win, Ross?
1: Well, firstly, I think we have to applaud Michael Buckley for, for for being adventurous in how he wants this horse to be campaigned. He's done it with uh, Toaster New York a couple of times, so this is exciting. As you know, I'm drawn to visually impressive performances and, and Constitution Hill was undeniably visually impressive. But I think as well as perhaps showing it was difficult to do offer a, off a, a long layoff, appreciate it has perhaps shown that this sort of battle-hardened experience that comes with these, these campaigners is not to be underestimated. So, You'd be a brave man to take Honeysuckle on, but you'd be an excited man to see Constitution Hill versus Honeysuckle for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree again. Um, I would be on the fence at this stage. Like, It's a bit too early, I think, to make a decision. Constitution Hill is extremely unexposed. Honeysuckle is the proven commodity. It would be the race of the of the month, undoubtedly, even though the flat season has started, and I'm a flat man, as we all know. Um, I think I'll be looking forward to this race more than, than anything else. Now, those two horses are, are trained by uh, Nicky Henderson and Henry de Bromhead, they had a bit of a barren streak going into Cheltenham Festival, but they got their name on the board, which was crucial on the first day. One trainer that didn't get a winner on the first day was Gordon Elliott. But we've seen that before. I think it was back in 2018. No winners on the first day, four winners on the second day. Do you think he'll get his name on the board today, Ross?
1: Yeah, I think he'll certainly be feeling a bit of pressure, won't he? He was sort of obviously missed last year for his indiscretion. He's back. He was quite publicly, he had a, I think it was a savage team he said he was sending over. And they haven't looked all that savage yet. But you know, he's got a huge team, he's clearly knows what he's doing. I thought today Grand Roy and Mars Harper were were interesting in the in the coral and handicaps are certainly something he's done very well at over the years. So we've plenty of handicap races left yet, and three days you would be a brave man say so he'd go home completely empty-handed. And while we're just on, on, on the winners, it was great to see the, the winning being shared amongst a few people. Tom Cannon getting his first first win, Patrick Roach, Alan King not having a winner for all those seasons, Lucinda Russell, um, and, and on Lucinda Russell, Derek Fox, what a brilliant ride. Um, you know, we've been in the build-up to Chaltern and seen the Paul Carberry-Balvano ride on my Twitter. Repeat, repeat, repeat. This has got to be up there. It was a superb ride, and I hope it does at the end of the week not get lost amongst the sort of perhaps bigger, more fashionable winners.
0: Yeah, it was inspired. I completely agree. Again, um, I wasn't even looking at Corratt Rambler going down the back straight or even turning for home. He's a nutcase. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the hardest horses to ride in, in the jumps racing sphere. Yet Derek Fox managed to get a great tune out of him and just he powered up the hill, didn't he? It was an incredible turn of foot. Um, Yes, that was clearly one of the standouts, not from a personal point of view, because I really (laughs) don't like the horse too much, but uh, he was phenomenal. Clearly got a lot of talent and great to see Lucinda Russell get a big winner on the board. Talking about today's racing, the feature race is the champion chase. Now, we were expecting up to three millimeters of rain overnight. That hasn't come to fruition. Apparently, there's a dry night at Cheltenham. Good, good to soft ground in places currently. That won't affect Shishkin's chance in the champion chase He's a four to five favourite with SBK. He takes on the likes of Nergami and Shaq and Portsuwa again. Do you think Shishkin will win?
1: Yeah, I I think he will. I think they've put five mil down uh, overnight themselves, haven't they? So Mm -hmm. certainly the ground's not going to be affected for him. Yeah, again, he sort of falls into the honeysuckle bracket. Would love to see him win. Wouldn't lay him, wouldn't back him at the price, uh, just for that being my sort of MO. Uh, I think it's very hard for Nergami to turn it around on, on slightly quicker ground. Chakampor Swar is the unknown question, but I just think he's going to look at that hill and say no, thank you very much again. So yeah, I think Shishkin for the UK looks a looks a, looks a great shout.
0: Yeah, I think Shishkin's actually value personally four to five seems at a reasonable price for an odds-on shot. Obviously, he's still short in the market, and plenty of punters don't want to get involved at that kind of price. But I think he deserves to be around four to seven. I know there was a huge thrilling finish in the SBK Clarence House Chase between himself and the Nergamine. But everything went the right way of ergamine I mean, that day. I think Cheltenham will suit Shishkin more. I'll be very surprised to see that he's beaten in this event today. I think he'll get another win on the board for favourite backers in the featured races. Now, we don't tip odds on shots as our naps for us uh, on, on this podcast. We need a little bit more of originality. My nap today is going to be drop the anchor in the Coral Cup. Uh, maybe that's too much originality. And this is the 250, one of the hardest races to get the winner of all week. He's only four from 21 in his career. Far from prolific, but Pat he targets him with these big handicap hurdles. He won a rich prize at Listowel, a rich prize at Leopardstown, and he seems to be primed for this event. He's had three runs since uh, last May, he ran on the flat, clearly a pipe opener. Then he didn't really seem to run very well at all at Ascot. But I don't think he was anywhere near fit. Last time out, he finished fifth in a good Leopardstown handicap hurdle. The ninth of that day, Surprise Package won the Imperial Cup last Saturday. The form stacks up and a mark of one four five looks very fair to me. I th- he's my nap of the day, drop the anchor. My next best is going to be journey with me in the Ballymore at one thirty. Is this a heart overhead decision? Probably. Sergei Hardik really scares me. Um, he's a very talented performer, won the champion bumper last year. But I'm on journey with me at tasty prices, back to this time last season to win this uh, this race this year, the Ballymore. He's around 7-1 to one currently. I think that's a fair price. He's the value play in the race for me. Um, who are your napper next best, Ross?
1: So my nap is Long Presse in the Brown Advisory. Um, Brave Man's Game is, is a superb jumper, a horse I've got an awful lot of time for, but I've just been watching that race back, and I'm just not convinced. I can see him flying up the hill after three miles. Long Presse is probably not as impressive as jumper as him, but he's a very solid jumper. Has already been around the course, jumped nicely uh, when winning the dipper. I think step up to three miles could arguably see him in better light. So I'd take him to, to win that. And then my next best, it was a 101 shot, TC. <laughs> Don Levant in the Coral Cup. My old boy, my old favourite. He's done me really well this year. And it, it probably is a little bit of heart overhead. But I think he's got a great chance. He's going to love this ground. Quicker the ground, better he is. Isabel Williams is going to have to weave through the field. But she's getting better with experience. Um his mark is still, I think, workable. And I, I, I take him to run a big race in the Coral Cup at a big price.
0: Yeah, we're going to need to get a tally up here on the podcast with your the count of times that you mentioned, Don Levant. I mean, it's got to be over 100. And if he wins the Coral Cup, then I'll let you talk about him for the whole podcast tomorrow. Um, the whole 10 minutes, you can just mention how great Isabel Williams and Don Levant is. I'm sure you would anyway. Um, look, the, the racing is going to be great. Hopefully, we get a few winners on the board. We clash in the Coral Cup, but one of us will hopefully come out on top. Before we go for today's racing, we have an SBK offer that I should mention for new customers. Deposit £10 at Cheltenham Festival, get £50 in free bets. New customers, as I say, 18s plus only and terms and conditions apply. Ross and I will be back again tomorrow reviewing today's racing and looking ahead to day three. We've got some brilliant races to come. We'll be at the halfway stage of the Cheltenham Festival. Be lucky today. Make sure you get the winners.